all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. When you are building high-performance life, you've got to be intentional of setting up your day to win, but also building in what I call re-energizing techniques that maybe take two to four minutes throughout your day. Whether you're releasing some bad juju from your life, uh, that client needed a lot of support and that took a lot of energy. Now I have another client in the next 30 minutes. What can I do for myself so that I show up just as energized? I am so excited about today's guest. Eva Metalik is someone we all need to listen to. She is a certified high-performance coach and a relationship success coach. She helps people like us, those busy, driven professionals who need to bring intimacy into all of our relationships so we can increase our influence and our impact at home, at work, and in our communities. Eva specializes in helping powerful, successful entrepreneurs have happier and healthier lives without sacrificing health, well-being, or relationships in the process. So let's explore a whole new way to think about high performance. Welcome to the podcast, Eva. We're really, really happy to have you here today. I was excited when I first found out about you because you talk specifically about being high performing. And as an architect, we're always juggling a million different things. And I think often we think if we're not burned out, we must not be doing enough. (laughs) Right. I totally get that. I get that. Yeah. I love high performance and it really is how to succeed consistently over the long term, have that be sustainable while maintaining your health, while you're maintaining your well-being, while you're maintaining your positive relationships. Because like you said, a lot of people think that the sacrifice or give up your part of you or sleep or relationships or health in any way, just on that road to success. And you don't. So what What got you interested in this whole idea of being high performing in the first place? Well, being burnt out, stressed out, overwhelmed, um, in a bad mood, frustrated and tired and having back and neck pains and not getting enough sleep, like all of the things that our busy workaholics have. And I, by trade, am a dental hygienist. So I've been working as a dental hygienist for a long time and only saw myself doing that until the last economy before the time that we're in now crashed. I found myself downsized and my salary reduced. And so I decided to become an entrepreneur while working a day job. And so that was interesting. I just knew that I could not work for someone else the rest of my life 
and have that freedom lifestyle that I want. You know, we all want more freedom. That's really what it boils down to, to make our own decisions, either on, especially on our own healthcare choices, um, where we get to go on vacation, you know, when we get to to rest and go on vacation without having someone else dictate. And so that was really strong for me. And I had just turned 50 and had to start interviewing again. And it was just really, yeah, it's like, yeah, this, I can't do this much longer because it was starting to make me depressed. And so it's funny that, you know, because you're an architect, I went into real estate investing and my husband's a photographer and he was always doing, um, projects and assignments for either California Home and Design or Architectural Digest and, the, and working with a lot of interior de- designers along with architectural landscapers and designers as well. So that business fit us perfectly. The problem was I was still working a day job. I was getting my education. I had hired coaches and mentors so that I could fast track my success but I was also doing all the cooking, all of the shopping, all of the laundry, and that created kind of a perfect storm. And one day I found out that my husband was falling in love with another woman. And it was that mobilizing event that I said, okay, who I am being while I'm I'm busy doing all of the doing is really gonna cause me to lose everything if I don't get a handle on my life and how I'm showing up and how I'm handling all the business of it. I could lose my why, you know, my why is my family. And we, we'd already had success, but you know, you always want more, you know, as soon as I get this many millions of real estate holdings, then we can work on this. As soon as this happened, it's always, that never comes. And then, then that was a real wake up call to me. And, and it was during the process of my husband and I navigating that breakdown so that we could have a breakthrough, not only in our relationship, but who we are as people with each other and how that affects our businesses as well. It was in that process that I started relationship coaching and really helping people navigate the busyness of doing into the intimacy of being because there really is a synergy there. You just can't be all about doing, doing, doing. I and, love that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just through all of that, you know, and my continuing education and my work in personal development, leadership and transformational training and coaching, because I, at that time, had become a coach. It started in real estate, but it really, it really morphed into really helping people with what's important how to have more and not crash, how to have more and sustain it, how to have more and not lose it all because of who you're being. And that's when I discovered um, the habits and practices and principles of high performance. And it just fits so perfectly with the relationship coaching that I was doing so that we could move forward into our future self and not worry about the past, fear what's ahead for the future, but how to be fully present and show up as our best selves for each other Um, at home, at work, in our communities, among the areas of high performance, which really hone you in on clarity. Because being clear about who you are, what you want your life to look like is very important. Having the energy, the mental, emotional, and physical energy in your day is really important. The courage to take bold action, 
your productivity has got to be effective productivity, not just busy work and influence. You know, how are you being a role model and having an impact and influence in your life? That to me was the golden ticket. And I love, love, love helping my clients develop their own high performance life based on what they want and their vision and values. I I love that you're saying this because, you know, balancing work, balancing being a mother, balancing doing other things to kind of keep your career going, like volunteer work or volunteer work for your kids. Most people just feel spread so thin. And I love that your antidote is you can do more by doing less and focusing on what you love instead of just doing that. That idea of being is really, really I think something most of us forget about, right? Because we get so Mm -hmm. caught up in the rat race and being in our rut. So that idea of doing what you love without sacrificing quality of life, how, how do you get better at saying no so you can do more of what you love? Or how do you determine what to prioritize in your life when you've got so many different demands? You know, we work through this process with, um, I work through this process with my clients of really honing in on focus point. You know, what does need your attention this day? And when we set up, it's really about setting up your day to win. And when you win your day, you win your week, you win your month, you win your quarter and you win your year. Most of us don't set up our days to win. We are like a bag floating through the wind. Like we respond and react to any little thing that happens during the day. And when you get very intentional about, um, let's just say what three things need to be done today, what are the must have items and build it in. I say, schedule it even down to the fun, schedule it. And really the boundary setting on what's a priority for you. Most of us react to other people's priorities. Email comes in or a text popped in. There's a lot of what I like to say, not only distractions, but competing interests. Set aside time to respond to other people, not when they need, unless, you know, unless you have a kid who's bleeding out in the living room <laughs> because his brother hit him over the head with a truck, yeah. you know, maybe that needs it. Yes. Yeah, maybe you'll need to just drop everything and deal with that. I mean, I had a week like that last week, but it was like my dog, my dog was sick all night mm-hmm. for a couple of nights. And then it was like a 5am run to the, the, the veterinarian hospital to have her taken care of. And so yeah, stuff happens. But the good thing about working from home is you can adjust your schedule, but most of us don't take care of our energy throughout the day. You know, we may have a morning routine, but it's like just eating breakfast and expecting that to last all day. We don't, we, we don't build anything to keep our emotional energy strong, our mm-hmm. mental energy sharp, our physical vibrancy maintain throughout the day so that our family doesn't just get our leftovers. So when you are building a high performance life, you've got to be intentional of setting up your day to win, but also building in what I call re-energizing techniques or release techniques that maybe take two to four minutes throughout your day. You know, whether you're releasing some bad juju from your life or you're really like, okay, for me, like uh, that client needed a lot of support but I and that took a lot of energy for me to support that client. Now I have another client in the next 30 minutes. What can I do for myself so that I show up just as energized for the next client or my husband even, or my daughter, 
who wants to talk to me. You know, I don't want to be on the phone like, oh, I'm so exhausted. I'm tired. What is it? How long is it going to take? Can we get this conversation off? I want to be happy mommy for them. Now, I love the way you're framing that, that it's not selfish to re-energize yourself, that it helps you not only be your best self, but it helps you to do all the things that are demanding of your time better and be in service. It's really, as I like to say, how do you stay on your A game for every task in your day? and set yourself up to win so that you show up as your best and highest self. And I liken it to, um, if you've ever seen cars race around a racetrack and they're going, I don't know, 200, 250 miles per hour. And then they pull over when they're in the lead to a pit stop. And you're like, what's going to happen to their lead? Are they going to lose the race? Right. (laughs) I know. Like, I know nothing about cars, but that's what I always think about. And their tires not blown. They're not out of gas. Like, why are they stopping? They're stopping to re-energize so they can continue to run that race at mm-hmm. their highest and best performance in that race. Mm-hmm. As humans, we don't do that for ourselves and our bodies and our yeah. minds. Even we don't, we wait until we're exhausted. Then we stop and take a nap. Yeah. Well, you feel like you can't, you know, especially, you know, when you're working on a team-based project, which a lot of architects are, and everybody is going that 200 miles an hour with no breaks. What do you do when other people are working at 2 a.m. and you're like, sorry, I need eight hours of sleep. You know, it feels weird to to say that you need that. Let me ask, let me ask you that because I'm not an architect, but what would be wrong with you being your best performance after your eight hours sleep instead of them getting a zombie that shows up to work the next day and is making silly mistakes (laughs) or whatever because you're not performing at your best because you haven't taken care of yourself that 2 a.m thing you know i know that there are a lot of like i've worked with clients who you know are in one time zone and the team that they work with or the team that they're supporting is in another time zone. So it requires them to start early in the morning. You get to make those adjustments in your schedule. You know, I know my husband started trading and he's up at 630 in the morning, but he's also going to bed earlier, kind of make sure that he gets his rest. And then there are things maybe you need to do in the, during the day, you figure out a way to create a win-win. I have one client who loves a daily nap a 20 minute nap and he builds that in and that works for him. So you figure out a way that supports you being your best performance in whatever your job is or your role is. Yeah, I have been really trying to advocate through my own coaching work and this podcast, this idea that you can't live by somebody else's checklist and that it's okay to be it's not so much that you're the rule breaker, but you're the rule maker, right? You're saying, who said we had to do it this way? Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. it's become part of the culture of our work, who said that's the best? Wow. And you touched on this a little, but I would love for you to go a little bit deeper into how your creativity, which is the core of what we do as architects, can be impacted if you don't have sustainable habits. Well, just like with anything, I mean, you've seen it with people who are driving without enough sleep. 
the accidents that they get into, your judgment is impaired, your mood is affected, your, your health may be affected. Um, for me, it showed up as really severe back and neck pain. Like I couldn't even, I remember my husband and I took a walk, we were in, um, we took a trip and we were walking and, and the pain was just radiating down. Wow. And it was because that's where I hold stress in my body. <laughs> and it really, like a lot of our aches and pains that I think we attribute to old age or getting old or not sitting properly at our desk or whatever can be contributed we like to contribute it to old age and it can be contributed to where we hold stress in our body and not taking better care of ourselves. And so it's, I think it shows up in so many different ways. Maybe we're not as patient. Maybe we get frustrated or easier with each other. Maybe, you know, my, my favorite thing to do is fall asleep in the middle of Netflix because I'm tired. But I told my husband, I was like, I get comfortable on the couch with you and the dog. And it's just like, you know, that's me. <laughs> if you really want me awake, I've got to be, I've got to be propped up <laughs> with a stick up my back so I can watch a movie to the end. But that's just, I am just at the ultimate comfort. It has nothing to do with me not getting enough sleep. But you know what? You have to figure out what works for you because respectfully, everybody is different. But we owe it to ourselves to give ourselves the best chance that we have of being at our peak performance for the things that matter and for ourselves. Yeah. And, and I've also in my own life noticed that the creativity will come. And sometimes when you're not pushing it and forcing it. So taking a break to go to a museum or watch a movie or take a walk, it feels like, well, aren't I wasting time? I'm too busy. But actually, you're probably going to get inspiration because you're letting your brain recharge and it's not in that overdrive. And I, I've learned to trust the process to the point where like, this is an interesting story. I had a meeting that was a morning meeting and I had to lead a discussion. And I had been thinking for over a week about how to structure this and coming up just nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> and then driving to work, it popped in my head. This is it. We're going to talk about these three things. And everybody in the meeting afterwards said, that was one of the best discussions we ever had. And, you know, I'd like to say, ah, it just came to me, but it didn't, right? It was sort of incubating all that time I was thinking about it. And then it came when it was ready. And I think that trusting of the process can be part of what lets you be high performing as well. Well, I love that you said to let your brain rest. That is so crucial. And when you're a high achiever, it's really hard to slow your brain down. I always said I have squirrels in my head. They're just really, they want to build, they want to hide nuts and they forget where they hide the nuts and then they're fighting each other, but you had the nut left, you know, like all of this stuff goes on in here. And you know, since I've started implementing some of the practices of high performance to give myself kind of a, you know, a midday brain break, that's when the solutions to my problems come up. That's when the creative ideas generate. And then it's just like, oh, I got to write that down. Oh, I don't want to forget that because then the creativity has room to, it's like planting a seed. You know, giving your brain a rest is like watering it, fertilizing it so that 
you have a better crop come out of your head for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So being too busy is kind of self-sabotage then. Totally. And it's a distraction from intimacy. You have to look at why you're busy. Like, mm. why aren't you taking the time and keeps you from the intimate connections and conversations in your life. It keeps you from um, dealing with things in you that you may need to deal with internally. And so it's a distraction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of people say, you know, my career is not really where I want it to go or I feel stuck, but then they're too busy to do anything but show up at work. All, there's always a deadline. There's always a demand. And it's like, you know, you got to kind of have that high-low strategy where, yes, nobody's going to give you a pass to do poor quality work or not meet a deadline, but you've got to focus on the bigger picture too, or you'll always stay stuck in the mode of meeting a deadline. Yeah. You know, we are the result of the choices that we make. And if you are stuck and you're not happy, you've got to look at the choices that you make that are keeping you stuck and unhappy. Yeah. So what, what do you say to the person who gives that resistance though of I'd love to, but, or I just don't have the time. I'm, I'm thinking of a phrase ready, willing, and able. Most of us we're all ready. We're all able, but most of us are not willing to do what it takes to get the result we want. And if you're not willing to do what it takes, then for me, then I, I don't work with people who aren't willing to make the changes, but we're all ready and we're all able. But honestly, it's, it's the willing part. You just won't. You know what to do. You know where you need to invest. Invest in a coach, invest in a mentor, invest in someone who helped you strategize the best route to your vision, your dream, your goals for your life and how that feels. I've worked with a lot of people who are comfortable being uncomfortable and being miserable. And the thought of changing that is scary. And so we work really deep on being aware of what the fear is. And I find once you are aware of it and can name it, and can recognize that it's much easier to introduce yourself to your fear, make friends with your fear, <laughs> your frustration, your fatigue, whatever that is, and, and move on. But when you don't take the time to identify, like, are you afraid the process is going to be too hard? Are you afraid you're not going to like the results? Are you afraid that um, of what change feels like? Are people going to not like you anymore because thing, things are different? But here's the thing, when you make a decision and you're afraid that you've made the wrong decision, I always tell my clients, do you have a crystal ball? Can you predict the future? There's no way to know that the decision that you're making is the right decision. There's no way. But what you can do is commit and make a decision and commit yourself to making it the right decision for you. And that's when you've got to be willing to do what you need to do to get the results that you want, that you want to have. In other words, is this like saying it's non-negotiable? So if it's non-negotiable that I'm going to have a balanced life, then I'm going you have to, to be committed to the result, you know, like really, like I'm going to do what it takes to get that result. I mean, it's, it's really that important to me. I really want this to be my life. Mm -hmm. For me, it was 
for me, it was freedom, freedom of choice, whatever that looked like. That was what I was committed to. That took investments in courses. It took investment in coaches and mentors. It took trying and failing. But the ultimate goal was freedom, freedom to not be tied to a desk, not be... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not be tied to a boss. It's my desk that I'm tied to though. Yes, really my. <laughs> and these, these ties are my ties, um, right, but it's right. my choice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that meant I had to be willing to give up my career as a dental hygienist and do what I needed to do to get to the freedom of living where I want to live, working from wherever I want to work. It was that important to me that I was willing to to do that. Was it easy? No, no. Even when I was ready to make that move, I still held on to the job, even though it was one day a week to where people were like, why are you still working? I'm like, I don't know. I think it's tied to my identity. I don't know. And it was scary to give it up. But then once mm-hmm. I did, I was like, what took me so long? You know, I'm really, really free. I never looked back, but to have a, someone with you, shoulder to shoulder with you, um, helping you find your way through all of that, is so powerful to keeping you committed and on the growth path. So powerful. And I I think it's really interesting that you started by focusing on a feeling, not an outcome, and that you let it be okay, that you didn't know what the next step was, but you knew how you wanted to feel. Yeah, I know I needed to get there. I knew knew how I was feeling now. Here's the thing. I knew the pain I was in. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to get out of that pain. I knew the struggle I was having. And I knew I would commit to doing what it takes to get out of that struggle. That was the difference for me. You know, freedom looks so many different ways to so many different Mm -hmm. people. But I wanted to get out of the pain and the depression I was starting to go in by having to get up at five, get on a train with all kinds of creepy people and work in people's mouth. I mean, I got out literally a year and a half before COVID hit. I mean, it hits the healthcare industry. Like I would have been exposed. Mm -hmm. I could have, you know, like the timing, just like how I set my life up to win was just so perfect. And I keep saying to my husband, like, oh my God, I cannot believe how we've set up our life to really, I don't want to say like Teflon, but where we have that ability and the knowledge now we can shift to almost any situation. And I've had a really great year in business. I love being home. I was traveling so much for so long because I was still working for some other companies and things like that. Not exactly dental hygiene, but companies where I could increase my knowledge base and my experience to bring to my private coaching clients. So it was very strategic at that time, but I knew that the pain I was feeling and the cost of not doing anything was greater than what it cost me to hire coaches and mentors and trainers to help me create a different reality for my life. Yeah, that that is such a key, key thing to get out of being stuck. It really is. And I think you're a testament to how when when you commit to it and you just go for it, you really can see the payoff. One thing I wanted to explore with you in terms of being in that zone of high performing, um, we talked a little bit about how it helps you prioritize the things you really love, but how can it help you make a difference in your community 
through the work that you're able to do? Well, there's a whole session of courage. There's a whole session of influence. There's a whole session on persuasion into really what it takes to step into being a role model, uh, helping people, uh, challenging people on how to think, giving them challenges, and really stepping up as, I don't know, being the change you want to see in your home life. Um, you know, it's funny, yesterday, my daughter was supposed to fly out from um, her home in Washington, D.C. to my home here in California. And she she let me know that, you know, with everything going on with COVID, she decided not to. And I was really sad and disappointed. And I realized that a lot of families are making this decision. It's not just me. I'm not that special. But I sent her a little video just saying, look, I'm, I'm feeling the type of way that you're not coming. And it's sad because I love you and I miss you. I haven't seen you in over a year and I'm feeling really sad, but please don't feel guilty. You're making the right decision and the smart decision and the right choice. And I love and appreciate you for it. But as a mommy, I'm sad. I'm just a mommy and I'm sad. I wanna see my baby, I wanna see my grand dog. And, <laughs> and she called me like, oh my God, mom, that was the cheesiest thing ever, but it was just what I needed to hear. <laughs> at that time. And then she went into this whole discussion about how I was a role model for her. And I am the ultimate example for her to follow. And so many, like she went into my eulogy, literally right there on the phone. Just well, you recorded that, right? I should have, right? Um, but just because I sent her, you know, a nice little connect, because like, Kids get a certain age and they don't call their mothers back right away. And I'm a certain age where I don't remember why I called you because it took you so long to call me back anyway. So <laughs> I said, you know what? Let me just send her a video and email because she doesn't listen to voice messages or anything like that. So I sent this little, I love you and I miss you. And I want you to know, please don't feel guilty because that's not the point of this. I'm just disappointed that I don't see you. And mm -hmm. And it was so amazing. And that's when I thought, you know what? The way I am showing up in my life and living my life, she watched me walk through the pain of infidelity in a relationship. She watched me help my husband through his pain of being the adulterer in the relationship. You, every People are watching you and you may not realize it, but they mm -hmm. are watching you. And that's how you have an impact, just by who you're being. That's beautiful. You know, really, really kind of being so in tune with your purpose and living on on purpose then that you do make an impact. Yeah. And I and I would I would actually go even a little bit deeper than that high esoteric of purpose, who you're being and how you walk through challenges and struggles or what people are looking at not just the good times, not just your success. Look at her. She has this, she has that. She's got the beautiful family. She's got the nice architecturally designed home. <laughs> She's got all of this, but who you are being, how you show up in life, people are watching you and they're taking note. Like I had one of the worst weeks, I think of my COVID year last week. It had nothing to do with COVID, but just some emotional up and downs over some racial conversations 
being up like three nights in a row with a sick dog. And my husband doesn't have children, but he's like, is this what it's like to have a baby? I'm like, no, it's a million times worse. This <laughs> tiny screaming human, it's really bad. But, um, you know, my dog is the, literally the love of my life. I love my family, but it's all about me and my puppy right now. And and there was that. And then I had, I had a presentation to give to this group. I had my responsibilities to my clients, all of that. And if it wasn't for just me posting on Facebook that my doggy was sick, nobody would have known because I am able to show up on my A game because of how I take care of the emotions that I have. When my mom died suddenly last year, the way I walked through that as an only child being 3000 miles away and my elderly dad and my children falling apart, I look back at it and I was like, oh my God, this is where high performance drips in the cracks of every area of your life so that people are like, wow. And it's not that I'm denying my feelings and that I'm denying my vulnerability and stuffing it down, but it's a both and it's not an either or I get Mm -hmm. to break down and be strong. I get to be strong and break down and people are watching. And then I had a cousin say to me, you know, she was very close to my mom and I was comforting her. And she's like, do you know what a role model you are to our family? And I'm like, no, to me, it's just like, these are the cousins I grew up with. I babysat for her, like all kinds of stuff. But she actually told me how the family views me. And I was Angela. I was like, are you kidding me? Me? Like, the girl from Patterson, New Jersey, like from like, you know, like, no, no. And I was just like really taken aback. And it's like, oh, wow, people are watching. And that's how you have an impact. I love that. I love that. And I, I think that is just, if, if anyone listening to this takes one thing away, it's mm-hmm. be authentic, take care of yourself, be true to yourself. And the rest will come as long as you make it matter that you do what matters to you. Yeah. Yeah. Living that, that role model life, because people are watching how you, you walk through fire and how you walk through sunshine, you know, the same. Yeah. So for, for all those people who, you know, are overburdened with stress, I can just kind of feel that at the belt right now, you're sort of feeling like this heavy weight is lifted off your shoulders because you get to throw out the checklist of I have to, I have to, I have to, and you get to replace it with, I want to, I want to, I want to. Mm. Yes. Yes. And you know what I would like to say? You're blessed to, you're blessed Uh, to, you're blessed to. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I really love your insights and I really love your approach about being selective, being the curator of your life so you can live the best life that you can live. How can people reach you if they're interested in learning more about how to work with you or some of the um, offerings that you have? really simple and I, and I love chatting with people go to talkwitheva.com if you really want to have kind of a um, a game plan 
for what's going on in your life. And I also on my website, which is evamedelec.com, have a free gift, which is a free download of my ebook, Six Powerful Ways of Being That Foster Effective Communication and Connection in Your Relationship. So people are welcome to download that. It's not a long book. It's eight pages, but it really is a little bit of a blueprint on how to have powerful, effective communication that brings you closer together instead of further apart, whether it's relationships with your colleagues and coworkers or just your families at home. Great. Well, well, thank you so much. This was really, really wonderful and refreshing and kind of life-affirming to hear a lot of (laughs) your message. So glad you were able to make it. So take care, Eva. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.